Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hi folks, Gordon Brewer here, and if you don't know me, I'm the person behind the Kindness and Compassion podcast, which is part of the Psychcraft Network of Podcasts, and I'm so proud to be part of this network along with Nathan and Aaron and the great work they are doing to help people in their lives and in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the Kindness and Compassion podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join me as I explore both the psychological and spiritual and emotional sides of how we can live into more kindness and compassion in our lives. It's a podcast devoted to helping people find peace and contentment in their lives through the practices of kindness and compassion. You can also check us out at kindnessandcompassion.com. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We've got another riveting episode today. Hopefully it's going to be exciting and you'll probably get offended because after our last episode, (laughs) we're assuming everyone's offended about everything by now. (laughs) Right. We've got a subject today uh, that I guess comes kind of in the context of relationships that this kind of dynamic that happens in relationships pretty frequently where somebody will do something or some event has happened and in reaction, we like get upset about it and then project the intent onto the other person, or we assume that this is why the other person did the thing. And that forms our conclusion about the whole thing and about the other person. Like, you don't love me because blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And now we're like in this just crazy pillow fight about like, how do you contain all of those feathers? Right. Like they left the bag. So we're going to try to contain it and hopefully prevent that kind of a situation and really unpack like what's going on and what do you do about it? So first of all, Nathan, why don't you kick us off with like, what's going on? What would you say you do here? (laughs) Where I came up with this topic as I was having a conversation with a client and realizing as they were talking that they are assuming all kinds of things about what's going on. So one of the things that happens when you work with couples and then you see individuals you have to get the both sides right and you have to understand what's going on and this is worse for me when i've seen like one person two or three times and then i see the other person two or three times you know so after seeing them two or three times you're like bro i get it this other person wow i mean there's no way that like you have to at least in my mind you have to at least be right about these things it's totally true that like you know because it makes sense all this stuff makes sense the logic makes sense everything's going on and I've done this long enough that now I don't believe any of that. <laughs> right. It's funny. You're right. As they're telling me that, I'm thinking about like, what could they be doing on the other side that you're not seeing? Like, huh, I wonder if the other person is actually doing this and you're taking it the wrong way. Yeah, it's probably it's possible. Right. You know? Right. But honestly, the way I got to this place is through experience of some of what I'm going to share now. 
but you in the beginning you you get this thing and you're like oh my gosh it's got to be this way the other person comes in and they're saying things and they're normal they're like a cogent well think good thinking person meaning like they they don't have, they're not weird by anybody's standards and they have an entirely different version of what's gone on i mean a wholly different version to where you're like oh my gosh and then you're starting to realize okay so actually you that does make sense and now you see both and now you're like i see i can kind of see the problem in these interactions which is why you do that to try to understand what's going on so each person has the freedom to say everything without getting in a fight right in front of you although sometimes you do need to see that that's another situation so what people what i notice though is that people will become afraid for their own self somehow whatever's going on they'll be hurt usually and then they try to understand what that fear is immediately. And that understanding, by the way, is split second. This is not like, let me think about that right now. Okay, wait a minute. I need to react to you in a few minutes, so I'm going to need you to slow down. Nothing that happens. There is an automatic like projection of intent to the other person. The, you automatically believe what their intent is justifies your own fear. In other words, because I feel this way, the other person must have done this. That makes sense to me. And that also justifies my fear. Yes. This is probably too direct, but people will say stuff like, I know why they did that. Why they did it is because, you know, ultimately they think that I blah, 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 blah. And so they want me to know X, Y, Z. You know, they... They have to, because they, you know, you take a little bit of belief that the person actually does have. So whoever's the, the offender, I guess, in this situation, and they really do have that belief. And then you, then the person extrapolates that entire thing and then starts talking about how this has got to be what, that's, this is their motive for saying this to me. What I find is that, I mean, i it's got to be a hundred percent of the time that you start to understand the other person. And you find out, no, you're wrong. There is elements that you're right about, but you're wrong enough that it's, that's not even what they're saying. Their motive is totally different. It's kind of like that, that whole thing with the paradox of parts that I've talked before. I'm not going to go into it right now. But the other piece of this pie when it comes to the motive and that kind of thing and the fear is that it's your own fear. And the problem that, that I have, I don't know if you have this in therapy, is when somebody really believes that intent and I'm sitting there as a therapist, hearing the other person, knowing that they really don't. Like th this other person is not being heard. And they are frustrated because now they're not allowed to have the motive that they have. Because the other person's so defended upon it because they're so scared of how they were hurt. They can't even hear it. They don't even want to hear it. And, and we've got this division that's occurred. And, and now the irony of it is, as I try to help the other person getting heard, it sometimes can can go as far as the of the the client that's hurting will think that I am taking the side of the other person. Just the mere action of me trying to help that voice come out is like, wait, how can you entertain that there's an alternative? Don't you realize what he he said X or she said this? There can't possibly be any explanation for it. The mere action of this this came out can only mean this one thing, and so. And, and it's, I don't know if you've ever been in that whole situation, but it is um, lame. I don't think I get quite as extreme uh, uh, reactions from people like that, but I think I would get the, 
uh, like the it only means this one thing. That's like a really rigid, you know, perception or whatever. But I'll get a lot of people saying like um, they don't love me or they don't care about me. You know, they did this thing and that means they don't love me or don't care about me. And it's really difficult for them to see that. No, it might just mean that the other person just wasn't paying attention or the other person is like oblivious or the other person just has a different style or a different preference. It doesn't mean that they don't care about you. I would say it means that they're not caring about you in the way that you want them to care about you. Right. And that's where the hurt comes from. So I think there's a big difference between hurt and fear because hurt can certainly take that and you can feel it and magnify it. But I think fear then adds all of these other elements that you're describing of like, um, it's, it's not only that the other person did this to me, it's that they are also that monster from a quiet place. (laughs) <laughs> that movie you know it's like whatever like the i didn't see that movie oh yeah i mean it's it's a great movie but like any sort of a monster movie where you're just you know afraid that's it's not a human being that's sitting right, across from right, you right, right who right. like did something and they're like oh my god i had no idea that that meant something to you you know i threw that away and i thought it didn't matter and you're like <laughs> you don't love me do you how could you know that right it's like instead it's like this person was like nefariously you know what? I know how I can get to them. (laughs) (laughs) You need to see YouTube for Aaron's face right now. (laughs) It's very sinister. Yeah. Either way, I think really what we're trying to get at here is like, there is a reality that's happening and it's not based in how you're feeling. It's not based in your fear. It's not based in your hurt. And it's really difficult often for people to not take what they're feeling and then project it onto the other person and say, this thing must be happening because of that. Right. I mean, part of trying to understand how you feel is to understand your context, right? So, I mean, we do that all the time. I mean, we have uh, Peter Levine tuned us into this thing called the felt sense. You know, you're in the middle of freaking nowhere and you're walking and you're hiking in the forest and you all of a sudden just feel weird and you have this, this weird thought uh, not weird thought, but but that maybe you're being watched or something. Because what you're trying to do with your felt sense is you're trying to understand what's going on in the forest. Maybe birds stopped, all of a sudden stuff stopped, there's a predator out there, and you just know it. And um, that's literally, that has, that, that has everything to do with the foundation of what we're trying to talk about right now. Because when you are hurt, when you are now going to try to find out why, and then you're going to take all the words that the other person said, And then you're going to put it into your personal hurt story of your entire life and go, yep, that's what just happened. Right. I feel like that yep needs to be like a Indiana Jones whip. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just for just for dramatic effect. Yeah. And there's a part in that as well that when you were saying and you're telling yourself a story out of this, it's like and the thing that is not happening in that is I'm if you slow that down a little bit and back it up, I'm hurt. And then I'm not regulating myself or managing the hurt inside myself to get my emotional state to be calm. Because once I'm calm, then I can move back into curiosity and openness. And I can ask questions of like, well, what were you really thinking or what was really going on for you? And then, like you were saying earlier, the person or the people in your office that don't that cannot hear anything else. Right. Because they're so dysregulated. When you're so dysregulated, all you can see and think and hear is that like tiny little thing that you're so Mm -hmm. focused on, right? You can't see that there might be something else over here that's happening uh, outside of that little scope that is actually critical information to what's really going on. Right. And so as a little bit of a side note, 
um, because it does it does intertwine with what we've been talking about. So what I do with a couple in that scenario is I have to help the person that is hurting regulate. They have to slow down. I'll say things like, okay, let's just slow down. Remember, you guys are a couple. You're, you care about each other or else you wouldn't be in here. There's somehow that that this care for back and forth is being misunderstood. I don't know how it is. I'm not sure what's going on. But I know that ultimately you're in here to try to connect. And right now you're feeling very disconnected. So let's just remember that we're ultimately trying to connect and slow down. And usually people will be like, okay, well, and they're open to kind of try to look at things a little bit different. And because we all have a story and we're all not dumb. Like, you know, like there's a reason why we put things together a certain way. There's a reason why we understand things a certain way. We've had these experiences and gathered all this information and said, oh, this is how things work. We've drawn these conclusions and then created a story out of it. Obviously, none of this is conscious, but that's what all people do. Right. A little bit of another side note. Intuition is built off of that. Your your intuition is this really cool thing where it takes every single life experience that's relevant to whatever scenario you're in and just gives you a feeling. There's this book out there I read um, a couple of years ago that's called Thinking Fast and Slow. Maybe I've talked about it here on the podcast before, but it describes these two systems of the brain. And the first one is the intuition. It's like gathering all of this information that is readily available to us by our senses, and it's gathering it right quick, right? You don't think about it. It's not conscious. That's the fast way of thinking. And we can make decisions off of that. And oftentimes we are, we're like adjusting and reacting and responding. We're like navigating the world based off of the information that's coming to us outside of our conscious awareness, right? We're not conscious of all this stuff. We're just reacting and just moving like, okay, I need to step to the side or, oh, I need to step onto the train, you know, that kind of stuff. And then there's the second system that is much slower that's based off of that information, but that is a lot more conscious and it's a lot more executive functioning. And it's a lot more deliberated, right? And that one is where we tend to make our big decisions from because you got to think things through. And if you think about that, that's like a heavy intentional process, right? So what you're describing is like all of that stuff that in that first system is where we're making decisions a lot. And, and it's really valuable because we are gathering information. It is based on something. We just might not know exactly what it is yet until we can pinpoint it. Right. And and what happens in those scenarios of the hurt is we we just take the leap. Right. We just take the leap. This is this is this is what's happening because it fits as part of our story. But the thing, too, about that is so what I'm describing here in this thinking fast and slow example is that we're gathering information accurately and then responding accurately. OK, that's when we are regulated. When you are dysregulated, like you're afraid or you're upset, you're hurt. What's happening then is your fight or flight system is kicked in and you are now perceiving things as a threat that may not be a threat. You might be mm -hmm. gathering all of that uh, intuitive information, but your interpretations of it are no longer that, oh, that's this and no, that's that over there. And this is this thing over here. Instead, you're gathering it as like, oh, he wants to kill me. Oh, he wants he hates me. Oh, now he really like thinks that I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, like you're projecting all this stuff because it's coming from this fear state and you're you are not accurately assessing what's going on. And notice then when you said that, just I want to highlight you you are now realizing that, oh, this person hates you, this person doesn't like you, this person wants to murder you, 
murder your soul type of thing. <laughs> like, is what I, like, I hope you're not thinking that. If you have that thought, please, will you actually please contact us? I would love to like have a conversation. And be like, what would lead somebody to think you're murdering my soul? <laughs> well, maybe they have a hatchet while they're. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know how you would do that. Anyway, anyway. So. Sometimes I get extreme. <laughs> That's kind of a paradoxical thing to say, actually, right there. Um, the reason why I wanted to slow it down is because this is a shameless plug. Shrinkthink.myshopify.com. We have a shirt that says, they're not attacking you, they're defending themselves. Because of exactly what you're talking about. This idea that you are feeling attacked. So when somebody's going off on you, entertain this fact. They actually think you're attacking them. Mm -hmm. That's why they're doing that. They think that you are the one that's coming after them. And when you when you really rest in that in that moment, um, it's it changes things. It's it gets kind of weird. I mean, I've um, because you know therapist, um, and I, this is something I you know you kind of learn and know and and see over time. And and honestly, as a as a bit of another side note, um, we don't learn all this stuff in school. Like, um, we don't as therapists, you, you learn basically how to embody therapy that's helpful to another human. And that's you, it. And that's, and that's it. And then you're unleashed and like, go help these people. And <laughs> right. like, what? And so <laughs> how am I qualified? And so as you, as you learn and grow over the course of time, you run into situations and you're like, oh, that's what they're talking. Oh my gosh. That's what they're saying. And so this actually helps all all of my relationships. I mean, like I've grown um, because of this job, uh, really, like in in all these different ways. And so, and I say that to say, um, in my personal relationships, I try to do what I'm telling you right now, and it's hard. It's hard. So, and you even know, right? You like you've seen it in front of you. You have all this experience with other people, and I'm sure that in those moments of your personal relationships. You can be even consciously thinking about, okay, this is a scenario where this person is not attacking me. They're defending themselves. And I, I can replay the clients that have gone in my head where it's like, okay, I, I can see that. I can know it. And yet you still have the propensity to like want to like defend yourself, yes. like to get offended, to react, to like take it as fear and to project all that stuff. And you have to like, no, stop. Yeah, it's hard. I, you're right. They, I do, I do have the other thing in my head going like, it's happening now. Slow down. Nope. You you feel the adrenaline. Oh, you feel it, don't you? Oh, that's right. Because they're still keeping going. They're keeping going. You know what? They just need to stop. That's what they need to do. You know, so then right. you just go. But um, but I want you to feel okay about the fact that this is a process that I, I think we're trying to invite you in to, to entertain and do different. And that's why you need to buy the shirt. Just kidding. <laughs> that, that was a little ridiculous. I actually really like that phrase, though. Do different, right? Because it's this idea that and I think about this all the time from a neural pathway standpoint, meaning, you know, in our brains, we've got this neural pathway, like a whole, like just a ton of neural pathways that are built, right? The trillions, ways, trillions, the ways that we think, the ways that we believe and feel and do. And so this has been, you know, talking about our story, a well-worn pathway. It's been reinforced over and over and over. And what we're saying is it's not actually accurate or it's based off of past information that's no longer accurate or up to date and so it needs to get up to date right meaning i need to do different 
And so from that neural pathway standpoint, I need to actually think differently, feel differently, not do what I always do, not assume intent or project intent. And that means I'm doing something differently than what I've always done in order to change that pattern and build a new pathway towards growth and something healthier. We're just inviting you take take some opportunity, realize that you're probably not being attacked. They actually are trying to defend themselves and all the motivation that you're ascribing to them. You're probably somewhat right, actually. Let's just go there. But you're wrong enough that it's actually not helpful for you. Yeah. And let me say this, um, because I've I've been in these situations, too, with many, many, many people where it's fascinating. Let me tell you, it's fascinating to watch. Because there's a moment at which when you can uh, safely unpack both sides, you can start to see the full context of what actually happened from a very, very objective standpoint. And it's amazing to me that as a third party objective person, I can see both sides, right? It makes sense. The person is defending themselves. And yet the other person feels like they were being attacked. So I put that in this physical example where one person, when they're defending themselves, it's like they're crossing their hands at their wrist in front of them and they're like defending themselves right in their mind all they're doing is like turning away and defending themselves to the other person the experience is you're pushing me you're shoving me right and both are true it can feel like you're only defending yourself but in reality you might actually be putting more force on the other person which comes across like an attack or it's the same thing in basketball like if you're going if you're defending somebody you think that your arms are straight up but nope your arms were like, <laughs> like in your face straight out <laughs> you got laser, laser hands exactly oh, so anyway word. all that's to say like you can't trust what you're feeling you got to regulate yourself and be open to there might be more going on than you realize and as we always say this is just for educational purposes we're not your therapist this is not psychological advice but just take this and hopefully it's helpful to you. Yeah, it was all that. I don't think there's anything else to say except have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 